We don't want the boss to believe we stay up all night drinking champagne and having sex in the hot tub. And uh, then we showed up at work in the morning all buttoned down. Then I'm assuming that you don't think humans were made to be monogamous. Well, I don't think humans are monogamous. I think humans have created this standard. They took me upstairs and we suddenly were all three of us in bed together. Mm. And it was, I'm not going to lie, it was a great experience until. Uh, so are you anti-marriage? I don't think marriage is good for men. What, you think it's good for women? I don't believe in paying for sex when there's so much free out there. <laughs> But are you getting quality sex for free? You want to find a woman with the highest level of attractiveness and the lowest self-esteem. And that's how you avoid paying out. We were sharing the woman okay. at the very same time. Right. Uh, they call that now a spit roast. Oh, interesting. Well, you're into barbecue. You need to know these things. Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well... You might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually, like, very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> and you find it a turn-on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. Okay, before we blow things up here with Tom, I want to give a quick shout out to a few people. Dan and Kim, he's in his mid-50s. She's in her mid-40s. They found this podcast just beginning to dip their toes into the lifestyle. So welcome aboard. Also, Doc B61, Save You Berry, and Joanne for being our top tier, what we call Cherry on Top members. Just go to buymeacoffee.com slash Lena Wynn and see how you can support this podcast because, of course, we depend on the support from listeners like you. My guest today is none other than the professor himself, Tom Likas, who is, of course, known as a talk radio personality. Uh, the Tom Likas show ran from 1994 to 2009. It was nationally syndicated. And then after that, he did this thing that I hadn't even heard of. He was doing a podcast. Likas 101. For anyone who's not familiar, what was that about? Well, Likas 101, as we build it, was uh, an on-air adult education course to teach men how, how to get more tail for less money. <laughs> and also to teach women how men think. An awful lot of women uh, misunderstand uh, where men are coming from, especially when we are strangers. Um, we are not looking to know about you, your family, or the people at work, or the, the girl you hate, or your kitty cat. We don't care about any of that stuff. We are, that's the price of admission. Listening to you talk <laughs> is the price we are paying to get what we want. And, and I'm just very open and honest about it. Right. Because of the nature of the show and all the stuff that you were talking about, I mean, th that's why they called you a shock jock. Because for anyone who, one, doesn't agree with what you say or is not used to hearing someone verbalize those thoughts, it's shocking. You were telling men how to, like, get what they want for, what, spending as little money as possible? And none, zero is optimum, as I always say. <laughs> but, but you see, I, you know, that term shock jock, I'm not offended by it, but I don't think what I do is being a shock jock because 
I believe that a shock jock is somebody who comes in at 5.30 in the morning and makes a list. How many times am I going to talk about my penis today? And then throws those mentions in from time to time. Or what outrageous things am I going to say? And you've got a guy writing jokes for you on a yellow pad and passing them over to you. Um, I never said anything I didn't believe. And when I, I said these things, I wasn't saying them to be shocking. They were shocking. And to me, that's the difference between making some contrived, shocking comment or just stating your beliefs. My beliefs may be shocking to some and others. They make perfect sense. Right. Which is why they call you the professor. You're like teaching them and they agreed with the stuff that you were saying. Do you realize what parts of your beliefs are shocking to people? Like what are people really turned off by? Everybody isn't turned off by anything, to be honest, unless you're going to say, I love Hitler or something like that. There's nothing that you can say that everybody is going to disagree with. And I'm sorry to say that in today's society, saying I love Hitler, everyone doesn't even hate that anymore. You're right. (laughs) I mean, really, that's the way things are. And so um, in my case, I do believe that uh, obviously if you're a woman, you're going to be shocked. Because you actually believe that the man you are with is the man of your dreams, and he's fabulous. But I did this bit on the air that flipped people out when I said, ladies, tomorrow morning at the breakfast table, take a look at the guy sitting across from you. I said, remember when you were a child and you were watching Disney movies, Prince Charming, or somebody would come along with a glass slipper on a white horse, ride off with you into the sunset? That's what you dreamed of. And now take a look across the table. You've got a fat, balding guy scratching his balls and watching ESPN all day long. That's the your dreams. There he is right there. You're looking at him. Right. That's what you settled for. And the reason people get angry about it is because there's so much truth in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think because it's so shocking, because in reality, it describes a good portion of America. Can we talk about you personally? What is your like marriage and relationship background past history? Not good. I'm married and divorced four times. Mm. Uh, I do believe it's because my parents were married for 40 years until they died. And uh, so every time I got a marriage wrong, I felt it was something I was doing. And uh, I never blamed it on the other person. And to this day, I don't talk trash about my exes because, in my opinion, it was my fault if I got with someone who wasn't like me or didn't like me or I gave them the key to my front door. I did that. I own that responsibility. I don't blame it on the others. But in my case, I kept getting married because I kept thinking I did something wrong and I need to do it right. And then finally, after the fourth time around getting beaten over the head, I realized that not everybody is meant to be married. And and I'm one of those people. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to get there's not going to be a fifth. No, no. It's been a long time since I've been married. Well, how, how long has it been? 20 years. Oh, and you're happy. Yeah, I'm real happy. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So are you anti-marriage? I don't think marriage is good for men. What, you think it's good for women? Frankly, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but (laughs) my target audience was men. And so that's primarily who I was talking to. I think marriage is great for people who don't have any money or who need a roommate or someone to take over the rent. It's great for that, um, but I don't believe it's great uh, for people who have means, people who are viable, people who are employed and viably employed. Uh, I don't think it's great for them because what you ultimately do in a marriage, you simply are transferring wealth 
to the person you're having sex with. Mm-hmm. We used to call that prostitution. And that's pretty <laughs> much what it is. And it's not even gender specific. I mean, the one with the most money is the one who is keeping this arrangement alive. Uh, speaking of arrangements and talking about money and sex and all that, uh, what are your thoughts on paying for sex? I don't believe in paying for sex when there's so much free out there. <laughs> but are you getting quality sex for free? Well, here's the thing. You don't get quality sex by paying $100,000 or by renting a limousine or by buying lobster for someone. That doesn't guarantee quality sex. <laughs> you kind of have a point. Uh, some of the hottest chicks I've seen in Los Angeles are behind the register at Ralph's. They have very low self-esteem. And as I said, on Lagos 101, you want to find a woman with the highest level of attractiveness and the lowest self-esteem. And that's how you avoid paying out. Okay. So obviously, love and sex don't always go together for you. Well, I, I think love and sex are actually the same thing. You do? Meaning, when the sex wears out, the love is gone. But... Can you enjoy sex without being in love with the person you're sleeping with? I, I, you enjoy it more, frankly, because you have no obligation to that person. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about their medical issues or how much money they need or what bill they can't pay or they're not going to tell you uh, don't drop your socks on the floor or whatever. You know. And the other thing about falling in love is usually we fall in love with people we haven't lived with and we haven't seen their socks on the floor. Right. We haven't seen what sloppy things. We haven't seen them leave the cap off the toothpaste. And so when we move in together, it it turns it into this mundane situation. Is my experience. Mundane situation where the person you were voracious for and you couldn't get enough of is suddenly reminding you what time to take your pill or (laughs) telling you to pick your shirt up off the chair. You know, that's not what I got in this for. Mm -hmm. Well, let's hope your lady never has to remind you to pick up after yourself down there. That's right. Get your grooming game in tip-top shape with Manscaped. And consenting adults listeners get a treat for using the code LENA at manscaped.com. You'll get 20% off plus free shipping with the code LENA. Listen, Halloween's around the corner, but I'm not looking for a werewolf when I go trick-or-treating. Get your jack-o'-lantern nice and neat with the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. If you didn't already know... They're the leader in below-the-waist grooming. Their new Lawnmower 4.0 features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer. Both are waterproof, so feel free to take it in the shower. No more curly cues on the bathroom floor. You're welcome. That's what friends are for. Oh, and don't forget your testes besties. Manscaped's Liquid Formulations. Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, it is bobbing for apple season, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to give your boys a boost. But ladies, it's not just for men. Your pumpkin patch could use a whack too. They'll even throw in two free gifts with the performance package, nice boxer briefs and the shed travel bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code LENA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code word LENA. Go on. Get it. Your balls will thank you. Then I'm assuming that you don't think humans were made to be monogamous. Well, I don't think humans are monogamous. I think humans have created this standard saying, um, you know, we are all to get married and live in the house, in the suburbs, and have children. 
But the reality is that that's not how life is. It's just a bogus narrative that we all tell. Uh, so many of us, we don't tell our parents the truth about what we're doing or who we're with or what we're doing it with. We don't tell them anything uh, because uh, we, many of us live double lives. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the people you've interviewed are living double lives. The people at work don't know what they're up to. The people, uh, their, their parents don't know what they're up to. Uh, their nieces and nephews don't know what they're up to. It's, it's a pretty amazing thing. So, you know, I, I do believe that we have a world where we, we try to maintain this narrative that will pass muster with the boss. You know, we want to look like reasonable, organized people. We don't want the boss to believe we stay up all night drinking champagne and having sex in the hot tub. And uh, then we showed up at work in the morning all buttoned down. We, we want them to believe we, we go to bed at a reasonable hour. We do reasonable things. We're not gamblers. We're not drug addicts. We're not having sex with everybody on the street. But we maintain this narrative. Mm -hmm. Very few people who live an alternate lifestyle go around advertising it or sending out press releases about it. They keep the narrative alive. Well, here I am. I'm married, and here are my three kids, and you know, I I have a lease BMW, and uh, <laughs> it was good over here. Um, we don't go out advertising what we actually do, right? You know. I mean, I will tell you a story which I've told on my show, so it's not a secret. Um, one time when I was in a declining marriage and it just wasn't getting any better, I went to the broadcasting convention in another city. And my wife at the time thought I was um, up to no good. And so she decided to follow me to the convention and oh. stay in my room. And th that was okay. I had another hotel room two blocks away. <laughs> and so... Um, we bored her to death by, after a particular appearance I made, we went to a bar and played Asteroids until she couldn't take it. She was bored to death. I said, well, you want me to come on? This is what we do on the road. And so she went home and went to bed in my hotel room. Then I went to the other hotel room when I was done. We all keep a narrative going. But the reality is that most of us don't live that narrative. Have you ever been in a relationship, though, where you could be that open, where it was okay for you to not be monogamous? Yeah, I, you know, I have been in situations with people like that, but I have always found that one person or the other, ultimately, that's been my experience, one person or the other always gets jealous or angry or suddenly turns on a dime and, and it isn't working out so well anymore. I, I did a radio show in Miami with a, a bunch of couples who had open relationships. And uh, they, these two people were characters on the show. They would call in all the time. And, you know, one day we found out that in actuality, this woman who was going on the radio and spitting tales about how wonderful their alternative lifestyle is. One day she uh, contacted me and said she was in the hospital, that her husband had a broken Heineken bottle and put oh. it with a sun. And um, she, she finally left him after years of abuse. Wow. I'm not saying that applies to everyone. I'm just simply saying I've seen a lot of unhappiness. And I, I had one experience myself with a woman and a man. This was a man who advertised on my radio show. I'm talking 40 years ago, okay, when I was a kid. And I was doing my, my radio show in Albany, New York. And um, there was a guy who owned a jazz club in town. And uh, he was an advertiser on my show. And he invited me to come down and uh, dinner on him and enjoy the music and 
So I came down and uh, it turned out that his wife, who was younger, much younger than him and even younger than me, she was a fan of mine. And so it was she was behind this invitation. And so at the end of the evening, when they plowed me full of booze, they took me upstairs. They lived above the club. They took me upstairs and we suddenly were all three of us in bed together. Mm. And it was I'm not going to lie. It was a great experience until the wife called me behind the husband's back Mm. and said she wanted to get with just me. And somehow he overheard this or heard about it. And this advertiser on my show approached me with a gun. Oh, my God. Don't you ever meet with my wife without me around. Don't you ever do that. And, you know, it it kind of turned me off the whole experience, really. Uh I mean, look, the bottom line is that if you are single and you live single, you don't need to live a lie. You don't need to make up stories to protect uh, spouses or children or other relatives. Mom doesn't find out. You know, right now in my life, I live on 20 acres in the San Inez Valley, uh, up in wine country, north of Solvay. Uh, you know, nobody is looking in on what I'm doing or not doing. And uh, I enjoy that a lot more than having to talk someone into doing something they're not comfortable doing. Or one person wants it more than the other. Or get into these uh, jealousy games that I've seen with many people who do this. Usually one person's having a great time and the other person is going along with it to keep the marriage alive. I haven't seen people who are happy this way for many years. I have seen people who are happy this way for a year or a few months or a year and a half. But ultimately, somebody cries uncle. Hmm. Let's get back to that time with uh, the man and his wife. So was that the last time you had a threesome? Yes. 40 years ago? Yes. Yeah, because, again, all the things I believe about this, I saw in that experience. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in that kind of a situation again. And you know what? You never know who you're dealing with. You you can try to know them. You can invite them over for barbecue and skinny dip in your pool. You can do things like that. But you're never going to really know uh, what issues people have. You know, just just in one-on-one relationships, I, I just found out that one person who is litigious so I can't say who she is. There was one person I was with for many years who constructed a web of lies about who she was, what her criminal background was, where she came from, who she had or hadn't dated in the past, things like this. She had constructed a whole narrative. It was so elaborate. She didn't want me to meet any of her friends. In all the time we were together, it was here. In all the time we were together, I met one friend of hers and the rest were all just stories I heard about, never saw them. And then what happened was recently I had a conversation with a family member of hers who spilled the beans on everything, told me everything that I'd been lied to about. And I I was just blown away. It was a breathtaking experience. Uh, Very sad when I first heard it, but quite a relief to know that I wasn't crazy to get out of the situation. It's really amazing to me, um, and I've always had this saying, it's you really never know anyone. And I think maybe it's because, you know, coming from a news background and covering like crazy stories, how people can just lose it, how the neck, you know, the nice guy next door can, you know, kill his whole family. I've always had this, you never really know someone. Um, 
So I totally get that. Back to that threesome again, Tom. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Do you know all the letters, like the MFM, FF, do you know all that stuff? I don't think all that stuff existed 40 years ago. Okay. So, but, so was there any stuff with you and the guy, or was it just you and the woman? So were you just sharing this woman? We were sharing the woman okay. at the very same time. Right. Uh, they call that now a spit roast. Oh, interesting. Well, you're into barbecue. You need to know these things. I understand. So you're at opposite ends of the torso, pretty much. Correct. That's exactly what it was. There you go. Uh, but it was a spit roast gone wrong. And that's too bad. Um, it was good while it lasted. Right. And he had to pick up that phone and call me behind his back and then all hell broke Right. Well, you know what, though? I also think because you being who you are, sometimes, you know, people get obsessed with you. Have you found throughout your professional career, it's actually been very difficult to date? When I was single, I didn't like it if a guy I went out with said, oh, I'm a fan. That, that bothered me. Yeah, I felt the same way. Uh, but, but then again... Um, if she's hot... <laughs> well, I, wasn't that, I had to be honest with myself. Uh, I'm not dating for love. I'm not dating for marriage. I don't want you to have my kids. I don't want you to have my front door key. I'm dating to see you naked. That's what I'm dating for. And once I get that, I have no incentives to be nice to you, spend time with you, spend money on you. I saw the goods, tasted the goods, and uh, now I can move on. I live in obscurity. I live in a rural area in the middle of nowhere. I don't give out my address. I don't give out uh, any information about where I am or what I do uh, because um, I've had stalkers over right. time. Mm-hmm. When you live a good lifestyle, meaning financially, you become that much more attractive to a certain class of female. Like the woman who worked at another radio station who I dated, who came to my front door at 1230 a.m. and rang the doorbell for 45 continuous minutes. Oh, my God. And uh, I finally had to tell her, I have 13 security cameras. And I know your boss, the program director over there. <sighs> Gosh. And if you ever call me again, I'm going to post this online and I'm going to send it to your boss. See, I'm telling you, it's because of who you are that sometimes you attract people who and then. OK, don't you think, Tom, I mean, we're not in the completely same industry, but being in media, there are a lot of really messed up people in the media. There are messed up people in the media. Yes. Including people you think, you know, right. You know, I, let me name a name because he's dead and he can't sue you or me. Chris Burroughs. Here's a guy everybody thought they knew when he'd come in in his uh, pink shirts every day and tell you about where to eat. And the little old ladies that watched him on Saturday morning, they all thought he was wonderful. And they didn't know that he was heading off to the day's end after work, leaving his wife and kid out there. And, and he was uh, meeting somebody at the uh, day's end, uh, uh, you know, with the ball and gag. Yeah. And then he would literally gag to death. I mean, you know, you don't know who people are so often. Uh, so forget about the, the viewers or the listeners. How about the, the personalities themselves? Where can people find you? They can find me on my website, premiumtom.com. I do three new episodes every week. Oh, my uh, God. I love what I do. Um, by the way, here's the other thing I'm going to tell you right now. I, I make a comfortable income. And I never leave my 20-acre compound. Well, just so, do I have to, Tom, do I have to come to you? Do you realize that you still owe me like a pound cake? 
oh, you're, you know, you're right. A pound cake or maybe even a marble cake. Uh, right. And you make fabulous steaks. Yes. Steaks. Uh, also, uh, whole grain pizza. I'm at it all the time. Ribs, smoked ribs. I'm a smoker. Do a lot of smoking. Oh, you still, you've got that tweet your meat thing, right? Yes, tweet your meat. Hashtag tweet your meat. People uh, show off um, uh, their wares, whatever they have uh, smoked, uh, whatever they have uh, barbecued. It's all out there. Nice. And uh, you know, again, it's it's all about life being more carefree and worrying less about all the stuff people have worried about pre and post pandemic. You know, people don't come to me for misery. They, they don't come to me for the numbers of the bills that are coming up in Congress. Talk radio has just turned into a disaster area. Unlistable, unentertaining. Had a word? I don't know. But um, <laughs> it's, just, it's not for me. It's, it's not where I want to be in my life right now. Life is short. I don't want to spend my time talking about tragic as it was. I don't want to be talking about Afghanistan. Things like that. No interest. No, none. Fun talk. That's Tom Likas, everyone. You can find him at premiumtom.com. Also, be on the lookout for another episode with Tom where we talk about his professional life, the why and how of his podcast. He talks about his revenue stream and how he's turned his love of talk radio into his own business. So again, premiumtom.com. Look out for his next episode. All right. Next time on Consenting Adults, a couple married a long time turns pillow talk into reality and tells me all about the ups and downs of being newbies in the lifestyle. I wasn't nervous about having sex with somebody else. I was more nervous about somebody else seeing me naked. We had the most amazing sex of our entire marriage during those five months. 